Well, that's not the grand entrance we wanted, is it? <laughs> hey, I know it's muted. I know it's muted. Welcome to the show, everyone. Fucking good stuff. Yeah, I know it's muted. I don't know why it's muted. I don't know why. I've got no audio on that channel, but there you go. That's what happens when you're away for three months and you probably don't do the necessary checks. Anyway, it's good to see you. Hope you've been well. Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Fucking wonderful. I don't know. I can only imagine there's been some kind of update somewhere along the line that's made the system shit the bed and I didn't catch it last night on the block because I don't I don't really although I did test stuff yesterday and it seemed to be working just fine. Is it just the video for some reason? This video isn't showing. I don't know. I mean this is obviously fantastic podcasting, streaming, whatever the fuck we're doing here. Um let's try. Will that do? Don't have anything muted or anything. Maybe I've got something. You can imagine what the intro music sounds like, obviously. I mean, it's really good. It's really, really good. It would be even better if you could hear it, but unfortunately, it's not going to be the case. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Daily Boogie Podcast. Good to be back. Haven't seen you for a while. Been busy. Been doing stuff. There you go. Should we play? Should we just act like? Okay, give me a second. Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to the show. It's good to see you. You know, it's not the same, is it? Doesn't ha- doesn't have the same oomph, really. So that'll be that'll be some homework through the uh, through the week. Find out why the intro video isn't playing any audio. Huge stuff. Good to see everyone. Like I said, been away. It, it has been almost three months since we got together and had a little chat. So. What's been going on? Have I missed much? I hope not. Nuclear war. Now, see, that's working. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond. Professional as always. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Now, see, that's working. The alert is working, but... And the intro video plays off the same fucking channel as the alert so that's really got me stuck i don't know don't know what's going on thank you yes welcome back good to be back hello everybody hope you're good yeah have been away for a few months i hope i haven't missed too much nuclear war just on the horizon thankfully finally joe biden getting on board with major tom which is good to see It's good to see Joe Biden getting on board with Major Tom, but let's be honest here, I reckon you could probably get Joe Biden on board with anything as long as you promised pudding at the end of it. Yeah, well, sign it, whatever. 
Nuclear war, yep. Got any of that cheesecake left? And you just sit him in front of the watching window for the rest of the day. Video audio came back when you started fiddling, did it? Did it really? No, I, th- I put some music on. I think that's what it was. So, you know, we've got that in front of us. So I hope I haven't missed too much in regards to the world finally coming to an end and within our own lifetimes, of course, which is special for all of us. We should embrace each other and, you know, disappear into eternity together. <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Mr. Fudd, give me the diamond. Let me know if you need any tech help. I got you. Okay. I can't go back in time, though, and get the intro to work, unfortunately. But I do appreciate the offer. Yes, have been away for a few months because, um, you know, with obviously the world ending or just about to, I thought the right thing to do would be to go off and pop out a little one. I didn't pop it out. I don't have a vagina. I don't. Um, the lady books popped out a little one. And so now it's Daddy Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way you will refer to me. Daddy Bumper. (laughs) Big Daddy Bumper. From now on, henceforth. So the kingdom does, in fact, have an heir, which I'm very pleased to report. We should have a parade soon in the parking lot of the local shopping centre in the kingdom of Boogistan to celebrate. You know, we have a princess now, and she will eventually, you know, take over my reign which is very important. So you've yeah, been doing life stuff, preparing the queen, the future queen of Boogie Stan, as you know. So she's going great guns. And, you know, a couple of things. First of all, as I said on Twitter the other day, now that I am a father, I do believe I have a right, a God-given right, to act like I am better than all of you, right? And start demanding things. I think that's the way it works. So I've been led to believe. I think now that I'm a dad, I can go, well, listen here, cunt. I've got a daughter, so you shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) And people go, sorry, mate. Sorry. You have to do what I say. I'm a father. Basically, more or less. And if that's not the way it works, then I've been grossly misled. Uh, The second thing is, of course, now that I do have a baby bumper kind of not crawling around yet, just kind of laying around and doing potato things, just going, eh, eh, you know. She hasn't really done much yet. I'm looking forward to when she starts talking and stuff because, you know, obviously she's got a lot to learn about the kingdom and her role in it. But at the moment, just kind of doing potato things, which is fine. And, you know, now that this is uh, my situation in life, of course, if you are also a parent, right, see what I'm doing, I'm already, see how I'm I'm already scooping up people? See, if you're also a parent, can I say, as a parent, God, I'm going to fucking hate myself in a month or two. Uh, Listen, look, I had an opinion yesterday, but today, as a parent, my opinion is this. Can I tell you, as a father, (laughs) fuck off. Fuck off. If I ever do that, slap me across the face, would you? Right across the chops. No questions. No hesitation. Just smack. Smack it right out of me before it takes hold. Before it sets up camp in my lungs. Get it out of there. Do me that service. I want you to, as a father. 
The freeloader already owes three months rent. Well, about 10 weeks, but yes, definitely. But, you know, as a father, as a parent, and if you're a parent, you'll know this too. Now that you've introduced this new life form to planet Earth, it changes the game a little because now you need to care about things differently, right? That's how it works, right? Now you're more invested in things because it's not about you anymore. It's about this. So what's this kid going to have to put up with in 40 years? I can go from zero to 40 and track a pretty substantial decline in things culturally and professionally and everything. Economically, politically, it's all going downhill, baby. Environmentally, freedomly, it's all... So what's it going to be like in 40 years? You're more heavily invested in the problem now. And I think we can all agree, to get us started tonight, that we all want our children to, you know, grow up happy and healthy, but also have the correct opinions about things. So I want to introduce you to a couple of little things I discovered along the way. Because, uh, you know, I want to be a good parent, obviously. So I thought this would probably be right on the mark. Inclusive Barbies are a major step in my life. Inclusive Barbie dolls. Do you remember when Barbie was evil? <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. When she was when she was a good-looking blonde, it was the evil stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, new Barbies, uh, they're not stereotypes at all, thank you very much. They're celebrations. Okay. It's a major step in the toy industry and in my life. It made me feel proud to be who I was. This is great stuff. I want toys that make my children feel proud of who they are. James Stewart, not the fun ones. The fun ones are too, you know, they're noisy or, you know, they need batteries. Something like an inclusive Barbie doll. If you can just sit there and contemplate quietly how you'll be president one day, then that's a good toy. James, and think of all the people, think of all the people you'll have to oppress in order to do it. Start imagining what it would look like. James Stewart is among those celebrating the new Barbie dolls. I don't know who James Stewart is. The new Barbie dolls that are being released today. Mattel, the company that makes them, has released a range of more diverse dolls. For the first time, Barbie is seen with a hearing aid, a prosthetic limb, a wheelchair, while a Ken doll has the skin condition vitiglio, vitiligo, whatever. James, who has the skin condition, says, quote, it felt quite surreal to hold the doll. The doll is very powerful. Powerful Barbie emotions. Quote, a perfect moment. I had to sit there and breathe, he tells Radio 1 Newsbeat, describing the moment he saw the photo of himself with the doll. So now we're getting emotional looking at the photo of ourselves with the Barbie doll. The Barbie doll. Pro-choice, obviously. It's very emotional. There's, and there's... And there's the emotional young man right there. Very emotional. It just felt like a perfect moment after I'd been through all of that. The 17-year-old, who is now a model, was bullied at school because of vitiligo, vitiglio, whatever. Um, But hey, he's doing all right now, isn't he? Good luck to him. Fucking well done, young man where white patches of skin appear on different parts of the body. 
James says it took him a while to regain my self-confidence, but he hopes more representation will benefit future generations. Barbie doll. The Ken doll. For Eloise Pennicott, who has a hearing aid, it's a great step forward, she said, that will help normalise different conditions. What's that? Like, we all know that hearing aids exist and people use them. I don't understand the premise. I mean, do you, you're try, are you, what are you trying to normalise exactly? That people are deaf? Because we know that. Do you want everybody to be deaf? I don't understand. What do you mean by norm? How do you normalise deafness? Right? Hey, I'm sure it's a great idea and everyone's, you know, I'm sure it's epic. The 17-year-old became deaf age 13. She now wears a cochlear implant, which helps her hear. But she wishes, quote, the doll was around when I was younger. If when I lost my hearing, I could have remembered playing with a Barbie who needs the same technology as I do... It would have made the idea of needing that technology so much less daunting. I don't understand. <laughs> I do not understand. But I'm sure it's good, you know. I'm sure it's very good to have inclusive dolls and make them more inclusive. I, look, I'm, I don't care. I'm happy for you, man. But I am genuinely now at the point where... You know, for my own social satisfaction, I want to see nothing short of a Barbie doll with a penis that is viewable and a Ken doll with a vagina and just hand them out and say, good luck, kids. Figure it out. But, uh, Daddy, which one is the girl one? There are no girl ones, son. (laughs) Get the Barbie with the dick. Get the... Get the Ken with the vag and hand them out and say, well, what do you think? Because we want them to be raised right, you see. Got to do the right thing. Dollhouse takes center stage. And if you ask, she'll tell you there's one new toy that's become more than just Mm make-believe. Well, this is like more like me because it has like the same condition. Like Sonia, Barbie has vitiligo. Okay, Can vitiligo. There we go. That's how it said. I knew it all along. Vitiligo? Vitiligo. Vitiligo. Obviously. I mean, what, what that is? So it's a skin condition where um, your skin starts to turn white. Like I have some on my hands and her um, hands also have some. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Mattel, great. the company behind Barbie, work with a dermatologist to represent this new look. Okay. Which is- look, you don't need a dermatologist to help you. With that. Okay. Look, that's that's not something a dermatologist needs to concern themselves with. The Barbie dolls. Let the dermatologist stick to the cancer and the treatments and whatnot. We need them. Now, part of the most diverse collection ever. Nine body types, okay. plus dozens of skin tones and hairstyles. Yep. The lineup also includes dolls with a prosthetic leg. Okay, that, that one I get. <laughs> Gary Vance with the diamond. That's fucked up, man. There's nothing wrong with uh, Sinead O'Connor Barbie here. Look at that. Fantastic. Or is she like Maya Angelou with those big fucking earrings? <laughs> 
don't you think? Don't you think it's wonderful though that? Don't you think it's wonderful that this awful, hideous, sexist, misogynistic stereotype is making so many disabled people happy? Don't you think? Isn't it wonderful? And it just goes to show, you know, um, they're not making their own stuff. <laughs> we hate Barbie, so in, we don't make a new Barbie, we change Barbie. Right. And that's what I love about it. Pretty soon you'll be able to... <laughs> pretty soon you'll have hate speech, Barbie. <laughs> the old Barbie will be referred to as, oh no, not the white supremacist one. Did you, that girl down the road got a white supremacist Barbie for Christmas. Really? Yeah, it's the blonde one. Oh, God, how awful. She has no place here. Hopefully you'll be able to get Barbie with, you know, a hair dye pack or something. Bold frame glasses, of course. Imagine little bold frame glasses on her. Wouldn't be fantastic. Plus dozens of skin tones and hairstyles. The lineup also includes dolls with the prosthetic leg and no hair. Okay. <laughs> Barbie turned heads when she debuted more than 60 years ago with her glossy blonde locks mm. and flawless figure. How she evolved over time, yep. but her standard of beauty became a frequent target of debate. Ah. Critics argued the plastic doll sent an unrealistic message about the girls of today. No, yeah, they should more of them should have fucking prosthetic lips. <laughs> we wouldn't want to send an we wouldn't want to send an unrealistic message, would we? <laughs> so after listening to consumers, yep. a new generation of dolls was born. Okay. Barbie is intended to represent a multi-dimensional view of beauty. And as the world is evolving, so is Barbie the doll. And on social media, some children are moved to pure joy when pure seeing joy. their reflection in Barbie. Well, that's nice. Hartler Taylor with a very, 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 the, the critical question of this. How can a doll have prosthetic limbs? <laughs> the doll is prosthetic limbs. Hobo Chili with a diamond. Thank you, sir. Why aren't the Barbies posed in sex positions? Very good question. Because we can't encourage rape, you see. So, But like I said, let's give Barbie a penis. We'll give Ken a vagina and see if they can figure it out. Them just as a normal child. Barbie now helping Sonia become even more confident and comfortable okay. in her own skin. Yep. So I'm just like everyone else, but my skin just may look a little bit different. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. For today, Kathy Park, NBC News, New Jersey. I mean, I could have told you that. If I were if I were the parent, I'd be saying, look, I could have told you that. Why did I have to spend $40 on this thing, on this doll to do that? I I've told you all along, you're fine. You can do whatever you want. Gives a fuck. Just go after it. <laughs> I've told you that. Yeah, but it didn't make sense until I got the doll. Okay, well, sounds like childhood bribery, if you ask me. Because <laughs> speaking as a father... <laughs> Speaking as a father, your children try to bribe you all the time, don't they? Wouldn't surprise me.
Uh, I believe the baby bumper will one day grow up and play some kind of sport. Uh, it will be women's sport, so obviously I won't be attending any any games. I won't be going. Uh, but, you know, the Lady Boogs, her mum will have a good time escorting her to all of the girls' sports and watching it. I won't be there. I refuse. So, you know, I'm thinking about, well, what kind of sports is she going to get into? I'm quite tall. We, th- we think she might be tall too. So maybe some, a bit of basketball, maybe. She could be the next Lauren Jackson, the Australian basketball champ of the last generation, you know. Golf is a good one too for the girls. They make pretty decent living playing ladies golf or tennis even, perhaps. She could be big and strong. Who knows? But I think the most important thing is, you know, I think about what kind of sport will she play? But then I also think about, well, will that sport be inclusive enough? Because I'm going to get her the inclusive Barbie dolls, the whole range. She's, she's going to be very well educated about inclusion there. And then I need to get her into a school that has transgender athletes, I think, to really expose her to the kind of inclusion and acceptance that she's going to need 40 years from now in order to avoid getting sent to the gulag, perhaps. So we've got to educate them for tomorrow, not for today. (laughs) See? So we've got to get her nice and tolerant and subservient now before it becomes a problem. Saw this article the other day. Vermont school bans girls volleyball team from locker room following complaints about trans player. Love it. Love it. If you cast your mind back, we actually suggested this probably 12 months ago or something. I remember it was on this show. We need to start banning the cisgendered females from the female locker room because it is unsafe for the trans students. That is that is an exact quote from this show at least a year ago possibly more possibly more than once and here we are again our memes become your reality yet again <laughs> Vermont school beans girls volleyball team from locker it's about time you know <laughs> it's about time we've only been asking for this for a year Vermont school beans girls volleyball team from locker room following complaints about trans player now there was a video that came with this from this WCAX news, but I have searched high and low. They have wiped the video from the internet, ladies and gentlemen. The page gets 404'd. You can get it in the Wayback Machine, but the video won't play. They've obviously taken it off the server, so it's a dead link now, just won't play. Can't find the video. And and, unfortunately, all I can find is videos of other people talking about the video, which is not what I wanted. You know, I want the good stuff. Give me the clean shit. Give me the raw stuff. The undiluted, unprocessed, uncooked, untainted. That's what I want. A girls' high school volleyball team has reportedly been banned from its own locker room after some players objected to allowing a transgender player to be present while the team was changing clothes. I mean... And I really, I really don't want my daughter to grow up to be a bigot, you know, as a father. I think I need to point that out. I don't want her growing up to be a bigot. So, you know, it's, I mean, really, why are, why are these high school girls objecting to a penis in their changing room? I mean, I don't understand. What's wrong with them? Are they Nazis? Quite possibly. I mean, Vermont does have a lot of white people in it. 
pretty much all of them. Isn't it like 95% white up there? White supremacists? We know that there's a big link between white supremacy and, you know, gender confusion. I'm sorry, gender bigotry. In Vermont, the home of Randolph High School, state policy dictates that transgender students can play sports and use facilities that correspond to their desired gender. The state law allows for a trans student to play on the Randolph High School girls volleyball team and apparently use of the team's locker rooms at the same time as everyone else does. Adding to this, the trans athlete allegedly made a, quote, inappropriate remark to other players. Remember the video we watched on the show? Where the trans, where the girl was saying that the trans athlete in the locker room was saying, you know, <laughs> she would be in there. She would be in there talking about, you know, don't feel uncomfortable just because I have a penis and stuff and, and asking them out on dates. <laughs> Saying, you know, I said, the, remember the, the the athlete was in there with the penis in the in the locker room with the girls and saying to the girls, you know, I'm still attracted to women, right? You know that, right? <laughs> they complained to the school and said, hey, there's a guy in the locker room who's trying to hit on everybody. He's walking around naked, and they said, you need to get out of the locker room. You're a bigot. <laughs> How good is that? So, you know, as a father, obviously, I don't want my daughter to grow up to be a bigot either. (laughs) Adding to this, the trans athlete allegedly made a, quote, inappropriate remark to other players on the team while they were all changing, which made some uncomfortable. One student who spoke with the news outlet claimed that the issue had become a school-wide controversy. Everyone's talking about it. It's a huge thing, everyone's asking. So why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Blake Allen, one of the affected volleyball players, reportedly said, my mum wants me to do this interview to try and make a change. My mum wants me to do it. Well, you don't have to do everything your mum says. I feel like for stating my opinion that I don't, you do everything your father says, though, your dad. You'd listen to every word your daddy says. Don't do anything different. I just feel like, for stating my opinion, that I don't want a biological man changing with me. I mean, what a a cunt. What a a bitch. (laughs) Man, have you tried tolerance? God. Suffocating with this bigotry. That I should not have harassment charges or bullying charges. They should all be dropped. Alan claims, uh, claims that several other students and some parents have raised complaints about allowing the transgender athlete inside the girls' locker room. Those concerns were all reportedly shot down by the school officials who pointed to state law which says transgender athletes are allowed to use whichever locker room they wish. It's quite a power. It's quite a power. I mean, because, quote-unquote, equal under the law... It's, it seems that only one chosen identity has the power to just walk into either one and have, you know, have the right to privacy and no questions asked, which, you know, by default, logically, if you take it to the next step, means that we all can do that. Right? It means there is literally nothing stopping us, all of us from using now whichever toilet we want to use. Doesn't matter. 
whichever restroom. And I hate, I hate, I hate, I think it's so puerile and stupid and ancient to waste time talking about what hole people can piss in, right? But that's because nobody is interested in following this to its logical conclusion. And I'm now of the opinion we should just get there faster. Just look, under the state law, people who identify as X are allowed to use whichever restroom they want. As they so desire, was the quote. So that means everybody can. Because identifying as X is your decision. <laughs> so it's over. It's over. So every look, if we were living in like say the the heady days of the Byzantine Empire or something, everybody would already be in everybody else's restroom and locker room, and they'd just be having orgies and stuff all the time. And then, and, and you know, two hundred years later, the society collapses. So maybe get your orgies in now while you still can. Eat more grapes, drink more wine, have more orgies because it's kind of on the downhill slope now. And just we're just fucking everyone, whoever we want, at this point. Um, so there you have it. Don't want your kids growing up to be bigots, do you? Let's have a look at this. We shouldn't be doing this when I'm still emotional, but okay. I feel like I need to get the word out there. Um, get the word out there. So I was just in Primark um, in Cambridge, and. Um, I feel really stupid being emotional about this, but um, yeah. You shouldn't. You're you are a white female. It's pretty pretty par for the course. <laughs> I would be surprised if she was calm. I'd be worried. I'd be like, hang on, she's up to something. Word out there. Um, and um, I feel really stupid being emotional about this, but right. um, it's all good. Yeah, I was trying on some clothes and it was a unisex changing room, which uh, I'm really for and I love that because, you know, it makes everyone feel included. Yes. But <laughs> twice, um, two men walked, opened the curtain, walked in on me. Um, luckily, both times I had, I was wearing fully clothed, but I could easily uh, not have been. Um, right. But I mean, it was very inclusive though, wasn't it? Try to remember how inclusive it is when you feel violated. <laughs> Try to remember how inclusive you were when you are crying later in the car. You know, try not to be such a stick in the mud. Just remember how comfortable those men felt being in there with you. <laughs> It's good for everybody, isn't it? I believe in inclusion too. I believe in inclusion too. Yep, give us a look. <laughs> See what you got going on over there. Let's be very inclusive. Eight times I had. Let, I was wearing. We should be inclusive and let everybody see everybody, hey? Fully clothed, but I could easily yeah, yeah. not have been. Um, and I. Yeah, it was two different people. Um, clearly Candy, from this. Candyman in the chat. This transphobia is unacceptable to the gulag with this woman. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. 
should probably get a job there. Same group, and there was many, like uh, probably like a hundred changing rooms available. Yeah. Um. So it's not like you know 100. it was like it was someone in here. Now come on, a hundred change. Where were you getting changed? Have you ever been in a clothing store that has a hundred changing rooms? She, she, she must have been, she must have wandered into a fucking storage facility or something. Like, what? A hundred changing rooms. Are they, are, do you get put into a little capsule and fed into a tube and then go into like a pod situation, into the changing pod, like the matrix, and then you pop out the other, how the fuck can you fit a hundred changing rooms in a store? <laughs> the most inclusive gulag on earth or not it was you know clearly um yeah yeah the first time it was like as they walked in they did it and then the second time was one of them said to the other one oh like have you tried it on like can i see and then yeah he opened it and both times like i was so shocked and i was like oh sorry like as if it was my fault um but yeah um i have to say though primark have been amazing um okay they were really really good yep. about it um yeah they have walked me back to my car and everything because I was scared. Oh, we're going to have to toughen up if we want to live in the world of inclusion, my dear. Do you see what I'm saying here? I often think about... Let me put this to you and, and chew on it and see what you think, right? See what it tastes like. If we are headed for a future that is run by fascists and, you know fundamentalist Christians and they're oppressive and bigoted and racist and xenophobic and all the rest of it and they're destroying the earth with big oil, right? All of these kind of flowing and flowing conundrums that are just gathering steam and more weight and more emphasis and more power. How are we ever going to how are you, pardon me, how are you ever going to deal with that if you get upset about what hole people should piss in, right? See my point here? Now, I think if we want to have the inclusive, diverse future that we all want and we all believe in, we're going to have to suck it up a little bit, I'm afraid, darling. You know, this is no time for feeling scared. You have to welcome them. You have to be inclusive. You have to be tolerant. Scare Fear comes from ignorance and fear leads to hate. She is a bigot in the making waiting to happen. I know it. I can feel it. I'm so glad we caught this now because we can nip it in the bud. You need to address your bigotry, young lady, and just accept that from now on there will be men in the changing rooms, even if there are a hundred changing rooms, there will be men in there walking around taking a look at you. It's going to happen. Why? Because of because it's fucking inclusive. That's why, bigot. Okay. okay. Sorted. We're doing good things here. It's time to get with the program, you know, as a father. I want my kids to grow up being very inclusive and diverse. Um, I have to say, though, Primark, Primark. have been amazing. amazing. Um, they have walked me back to my car and everything because I was scared. Yep. Um, no, because you were being inclusive. I mean, that's almost that's almost a racist comment in itself, isn't it? They walked me back to my car. So what? The store clerk at the at the inclusive clothing store walked you back to the car, okay. and you felt safer. 
apparently it's not the first time it's happened and um, security are watching back the tapes and seeing if they can find who it is but yeah yeah i just want to say to people mm. please be careful yep. um and if you go in the changing room try not go on your own um i will never be try not to go on your own isn't that the problem in the <laughs> So now we're taking friends to the changing room to stop people walking in on us in the changing room. Because we're inclusive. There you have it. Fantastic stuff. <sighs> Only good things can come of this. I've got a, a quick little story here for you that you might appreciate. I'm going to bring you down under, ladies and gentlemen. We had our second biggest internet service provider here in this country, a company named Optus. Uh, they got cyber attacked a couple of weeks ago. And somebody, you know, got some information, got a bunch of people's information and threatened to release it if the company didn't pay, uh, you know, I, I forget how much it was. Was it a million? Was it a million dollars in crypto or something they wanted? And then later on, they actually published some kind of an apology, which was very strange, and said, okay, we're not going to do it now. I just want to say sorry, thinking like it'll all go away, everything will be okay. Then they apparently found the person responsible and what have you. But this, of course, you know, you never let a good crisis go to waste, do you? This, of course, has led to the new Labor government, the new federal government here in this country. We kicked uh, the, the Conservatives out, got rid of them. Off you go. And we brought the left wing in. So the Labor government now runs the show. And this has led to them. I mean, and this is not uncommon of any, either party because we sat here for years and lambasted the, the you know, the quote unquote conservative government for its terrible policies in regards to privacy and internet privacy and all the rest of it. So this is just, it's just a continuation of the same. It doesn't matter who you vote for, the government always wins. So it's just a continuation of the same issue. But this led to them now creating a whole bunch of, guess what? We're going to keep people safe out there. A whole bunch of new protective policies to protect people from future cyber attacks. So I think you're going to appreciate that. But first, uh, a little background. See what we're dealing with here. Before before we talk about how the government's going to save save us, let's see what the problem is first. Optus is denying claims one of its IT staff inadvertently allowed cyber criminals to steal the personal information of millions of customers. The telco's boss has made a tearful apology for the breach, which is now the focus of a criminal investigation. Sophie Walsh. <laughs> Your tears say more than real evidence ever could. Walsh has the details. Optus says the personal data of up to 9.8 million customers has been compromised in this sophisticated cyber attack. Okay. So what's been stolen? Customer ID documents dating back six years, which include names, dates of birth, phone numbers, email addresses, licence and passport numbers. The good news is no passwords or bank details were stolen, but customers are being urged to stay vigilant. There are simple stay steps vigilant. to increase your security. Change yeah, customer, you need to increase your security because we can't <laughs> hang on he didn't hack me he hacked you why am i now the one that has to keep myself safe this is your job optus has advised that customers keep themselves safe well then i wouldn't have signed up with you in the first place <laughs> right 
Hang on, are they now outsourcing their privacy policy to me, the consumer? What the fuck? Good question. Why does why does Optus have your passport? I think sometimes when people I think when people sign up for a plan, they have to get like a certain amount of ID. And if they, obviously, if they don't have, you know, like the usuals, you know, your driver's license or whatever, then they probably have to go and get the passport or something. I'm guess I'm guessing that, because I can't think of any other reason why they would have it either. Except for maybe ID. I don't know. Like reaching 100 points or whatever it is of ID, maybe. But what else could they need it for? You know, I'm not booking, um, you know, f- flights through Optus, am I? You're on your own, folks. Change your passwords, add two-factor authentication, monitor bank accounts regularly, be very sceptical of unknown callers, and sign up to a free credit service. Any drop in your credit rating should be cause for concern. Right. Optus says this is an unprecedented attack. Never, never happened before. No one's ever been hacked, guys. Trust me, it's not our fault. This is unprecedented. <laughs> criminal investigation is underway. Now, they say it's unprecedented, but I have the suspicion that it ended up being like a teenager. (laughs) Because of the way the apology was written, it's like, really sorry to the Optus customers, didn't want nothing bad to happen. It was that that kind of tone. (laughs) And, And the person who hacked it, the person who hacked them actually came out and said, I didn't hack anything. There was like some... There was some massive security thing that you didn't have. It wasn't working. So I just went in there and backdoored it and basically, you know, paraphrasing, went in and backdoored it and got all the stuff because there was no security. <laughs> Something like that. Pressure of such a huge data breach weighing huge heavy data on the company's CEO today. I'm angry that there are people out there that want to do this to our customers. I'm disappointed that we couldn't have prevented it. And I'm I'm very sorry and apologetic. Yeah. It should not have happened. There are only certain people who can get away with anything as long as they say, I'm really sorry afterwards. And it seems like blonde women are just one of those groups. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm really sorry, okay? I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to get anyone fired, but I would just assume after something like this that you would be, right? You know, and I'd be, I'd be like, oh, okay, so she's gone then, right? And they're like, no, no, she's still, really? After the crying and everything, I'm sorry. We don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Doesn't, doesn't seem right, does it? I mean, it's a pretty big mistake. It's a pretty big fuck up you're dealing with here. Yeah, exactly. I let her go. Let her off. She, so, she said she's sorry. What more do you want? <laughs> right? Oh, I don't know. What I'm paying for, maybe? How about that? So what happens now? Well, over well, the next few nothing. days, Optus will contact every single customer right. whether or not your data has been breached. Yep. Importantly, the telco won't be sending any links via email or text message. So if you get one, don't click on it. It could be a scam. So the... <laughs> So that this is this is the big response. This is what they're gonna do. They're gonna get in touch. <laughs> if you were an Optus customer, you'd be sitting there going, "Thank fuck." They said they're gonna. They said they're gonna reach out 
and ask how I'm going. But if but if there's a link, don't click on it. <laughs> so what is it then? It's a text message to say, hey, hey, uh, sorry, I heard you got hacked. Hope you're doing well. You okay? You okay, bro? <laughs> is there anything I can do? Look, I'm really sorry, okay? I'm sorry. Love you. Love for you. 22. Fantastic stuff. Well. Not that. We want this. Like I mentioned, this, of course, has led to the government stepping in. Daddy government saw this taking place and said to oneself, we can't allow this to keep going. We need to latch on to this. We need to introduce some new rules so everybody feels protected. Have a look at this. Government makes new data rules after Optus hack. The federal government is working to implement a string of tough new rules. That's what I love to see. Tough new rules. <laughs> tough new rules. After the Optus data leakage, a string of new regu- a string of new regulations. It's not even one. It's not even one rule. No, no, no. It's a ho- it's a plethora. It's a book of new rules. Isn't it funny too how when they want to, they can do they can pass laws and do all kinds of crazy shit in a very short space of time when they want to. Isn't that the, isn't that the darndest thing? You might have been asking for taxation reform or immigration reform or some kind of law reform. You might have been fighting that war for 20 or 30 years and you get told, well, government's a slow moving thing, right? We've got to do the report. We've got to do the environmental impact survey. Then it's got to be taken to the committee and there uh, it's actually got to be discussed before we sanction a research paper, which will then look into the potentiality of the plan that is laid out in the in the initial report, then we've got to descend it to costings. We've got to do costings. We've got to figure out how much this thing's going to cost us. I mean, in this economy, it's going to be tough to secure the kind of land packages we're going to need in order to expand. Look, you're looking at least two years for the environmental impact survey. Then it's going to be tied up in the court for the next five years. I mean, we can't just change laws, mate. We can't just change the law. We can't just introduce a new law. That's not the way government works. Optus gets hacked three days later. Yeah, we're rolling out a brand new string of policies, a string of laws to deal with cybercrime. Okay. Three days it took them. Three days. It's almost like they had it all ready to go. A string of new regulations are expected to be implemented by the federal government following the Optus data leak saga. Treasurer Jim Chalmers made the announcement on Thursday saying the changes would aim to detect and mitigate the risks of cyber security frauds, scams and other malicious cyber activities. I always love the intention. 
The intention is always golden and rosy and lollipops and ice cream and Skittles, isn't it? Hey, it's going to be great, guys. We're going to protect you from cybercrime. Yes. You need this. The changes will allow telcos... Have a listen. So this is the plan. The changes will allow telcos to share customers' personal information with the likes of banks and, quote, government agencies during any future cyber attacks. I feel safer already. Should there be a cyber attack in the future, my internet service provider, if you were an uh, Optus customer, your internet service provider will now send off your information directly to the government agencies to protect you and to protect your privacy. We need to bring the government in lickety split in order to keep our people safe. (laughs) Question in the chat, an appropriate question. What could possibly go wrong? What is your problem here? The proposed amendments come after extensive consultation with the financial regulators and other financial institutions on how we can best protect consumers following that Optus data breach, Mr. Chalmers said. They need to satisfy robust security requirements. Oh, robust. Robust security requirements. Sounds good, man and protocols for data transfer and storage, and they need to ensure that the information that they get is destroyed, quote, when it's no longer required. (laughs) Okay. Okay, we don't need this data anymore, so we're getting... Oh, good. Okay, you're going to get rid of it then. It's important that we note here that for data security reasons, we won't be disclosing the details of any financial institutions that receive the data from Optus. That's the cherry on top. So your data will be sent to the financial institutions, but for security and privacy purposes, you're not allowed to know which one it is. Wait, wait. So to protect me and my privacy, you're going to send my private information to a bank and then not tell me which one it is. (laughs) I hope you're also sending it to the government agencies. Yes, of course we are. Good. (laughs) Thank God. I feel so much safer. It's It's almost like... Hey, we're going to protect privacy of your data online, so we're sharing it with more people. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Changes will allow driver's licenses, Medicare and passport numbers to be temporarily shared with financial services to, quote, implement enhanced monitoring for Optus customers. Enhanced monitoring. (laughs) Oh, my Fantastic stuff. This is aimed to increase fraud detection in the broader financial services sector through existing industry mechanisms to report fraudulent transactions. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. In order to protect people from future cybersecurity threats, the the internet service providers will now be 
directly sending your private information to a bank, not telling you which one it is, and also government agencies in order to protect you. Well done. (laughs) Ah, okay. Speaking of surveillance... Speaking of surveillance, I have come across a couple of little things here which you might be interested in because, of course, in the past, we have covered uh, facial recognition technology, the surveillance state in China and elsewhere in the world, and how we seem to be tracking down just the exact same kind of path. But then there is a show here in this country, a local show called A Current Affair, which can occasionally brush up on these, you know, more existential topics and, you know, the looming dread of the surveillance state, which is just around the corner, if not already here, they can kind of brush up on it and they make it, you know, working class. They make it for the average, average Joe. So they touch on these topics, but in their own very special kind of pointless way. So it is nice to see, you know, the quote unquote normies out there discussing things like the surveillance state and the acceptance of it and whatnot. Uh, But this is how we do it down here in this country. Well, they're watching every move. The landlords, a very committed cleaner, and the strict house rules they impose on their tenants. With cameras all over the property, the renters say it's like Big Brother, but they feel like they're not allowed to complain about it. Okay, interesting. Feels, again, uh, very so so uncomfortable because it's like you can't feel free to leave your room. You're just one-sided. Do you think this house is safe? Do I think? Of course it is. It's just unnecessary, the amount of surveillance. But he just constantly overstepped boundaries. It could just be one of the strangest boarding houses we've ever seen. Cameras all around, a constantly chirping fire alarm and an overzealous cleaner. She said that you've locked up all her belongings as well in the kitchen. Yeah, I took everything. Who takes the house (laughs) rules very seriously. Okay. We're having the boyfriend staying over and that's a no-no. (laughs) hey i thought we love surveillance doesn't it make you feel safe because remember whenever the the local council or the you know the city council or the mayor's office or whatever it might be the state government or the federal government whenever they roll out cameras on city corners and in buildings and more and more cameras, more and more cameras, more and more cameras. Everybody's like, well, this is so much better. We feel so much safer. Right? Don't you? Well, now I've got a camera watching you coming in and out of your house. Don't you feel so much safer? You should. Grace has been living in this boarding house, which has seven tenants for the past six months. But after moving in, she noticed she was being watched. Now, okay, you didn't notice before you moved in that fucking camera on the wall there? You didn't notice. I would notice. (laughs) I'd be like, what's that? (laughs) Yo, what's that there? Is Is that a security camera? Oh, okay. All right, cool. And then walk around the corner and there's another one. I'd be like, how come, hey, there's already one at the front. What does he need two for? And there's one on the fence. I'd be like, nah, nah, thanks anyway. Why don't you show me, why don't you show me that place that's next to the train station again? It wasn't disclosed to us when during the interview. It was kind of just walked in and I noticed it in the corner of my eye one day and I was like, what's that? She was told by the property manager it was to make sure the kitchen stayed tidy. Slowly added more and more. And then recently they actually upgraded to a more intense sort of surveillance system. 
Tom's been living in the home since February. It's like I signed up for an episode of Big Brother. But while they've been upgrading the surveillance, the smoke alarm system is another story. I keep hearing a smoke alarm chirping now. Is that from your house? Yeah, that's the one of the downstairs ones. They've, it's been chirping since um, I first moved in and they've never changed it. Inside, it's no better. The fire plan on the wall is actually an outdated floor plan. Right. And we don't have a staircase here anymore. <laughs> so I'll just see, that got covered up. Despite a sign in the kitchen saying smoke detectors would be checked monthly, in mm. Grace's room it's quite the opposite. Yeah. So this is your room and, and that smoke alarm is clearly not in use, is it? No. No, it started chirping a few months into my lease and he came in and just took you it You said out from the beginning, right? replaced it. He is Adam, the cleaner hired for the house. Okay. Grace and Tom say he locked up their kitchenware after being annoyed at the mess. Okay. That's my bowl over there. He locked up That's this stuff. my bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, you should... Is it that hard to be tidy, you know? That's our toaster by the looks of it. Just really upset me because I had a lot of, a lot of cooking utensils. Yeah, it really upset me because I really love that fucking soup ladle, man. You don't understand. That's my favourite fucking soup mug in there. That prick locked up. You can't find a spatula like that anymore in any shop. I use regularly. I don't know much about him except that he is what I've been informed, the cleaner. Mm -hmm. um, but he is almost here every day. Yep. And on the day we showed up to talk to Grace, Adam was there, working downstairs where they're renovating. We're just doing a story with Grace about the conditions upstairs and the, and the cameras. Oh, yeah. Are you... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the cleaner? Yes. Adam wouldn't answer our questions about his involvement in the property. Mm. I'm a cleaner and I help out anybody that wants any help. But it appears what? that doesn't extend to the faulty smoke detectors. What's with the smoke alarm that's chirping down here that we can hear? That's the one in the laundry. It doesn't have to be anything. We're fixing that. That's all getting redone. But it's constantly uh. chirping. OK, so what's your problem? It's Is a, it annoying you? So do you... <laughs> <laughs> Is it annoying you, mate? You know who owns the property? Oh, yeah. But you're not going to tell us? No, why should I? It's and Adam, what's your surname? You don't have to know my surname. It turns out Adam's surname oh. is Keramos. The oh, same once they get their little teeth into you, mate. Look at that. Who are they? They're like the police, aren't they? They really do act like fucking cops, these journalists. What's your last name? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Do the work, bitch. <laughs> do the work. It's a current affair. Research it. You'll get there. <laughs> What's your last name? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> surname as the director of the country. Yeah, that's true. They are doxing him. <laughs> which owns and runs. They're allowed to dox whoever they want, apparently. The building. When Grace signed her lease, it was under Entourage Proprietary Limited trading as student accommodation solutions. Mm. Now it appears the company has changed its trading name to City Grove. Okay. Not to be confused with the entirely unrelated City Groves, which has been operating student uh, accommodation for years. Yeah. But neither I see. So they're a bit of they're a bit of AAA plumbing kind of situation. They're Ray's original pizza. 
Regent Accommodation Solutions or City Grove have any official presence online. Right. Have you seen that there's a sign in the kitchen that says smoke alarms should be tested every month? Still on about this smoke alarm? Why are you asking me? You just said before it didn't matter. You're asking me, I don't know. Adam asked us to leave the property on behalf of the owner, but as we were leaving, he quickly changed his mind. Follow me. Follow me. What? He is a funny little kind of little goblin little creature, isn't he? <laughs> like, let's look at him. <laughs> hey? He's a funny little creature. He's a little bit of a hobbit kind of creature. So, you know, not to judge book by its cover or anything like that. I don't know. <laughs> Ice man, what alarms? <laughs> what smoke alarm? They're birds. <laughs> Just gaslight them to their face. No, no, there's no smoke alarm, mate. Smoke alarm's fine, mate. No, no. What you can hear is the wonderful sounds of nature chirping every 318 seconds. Precisely. Adam asked us to leave the property on behalf okay, but he had a of the of owner, but as we were leaving, he quickly changed his mind. Follow me. Follow me. Stop. All right. Follow me. Okay. It's nice and neat, isn't it? Okay. Except there's a hole in the floor over there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. I kind of like the hippie chick now. It's nice and neat, isn't it? He's showing off his decking. Yeah, except there's a hole in the floor over there. <laughs> floor over there. I'm kind of on her side now. Uh, I, I hope you don't fall through it. That was weird. What do you say that for? I hope you don't fall through it. That, that, that... That smacked of, I hope you don't have an accident on the way. You know. Well, I hope nothing happens to your brake pedal. It's nice and neat, isn't it? Okay. Except there's a hole in the floor over there. Uh, I, I hope you don't fall through it. So we're sticking cameras up wherever we are. It's fantastic stuff. Got to keep an eye on people. Got to keep the kitchen clean. Facial recognition is technology that recognises you. It can no predict shit, your Sherlock. age, gender, even your current mood. Can it really detect the gender, though? Hey, hey. Maybe this is how we get all of this facial recognition shit banned is by saying, how can it uh, assume somebody's gender? That's sexist. That's that's bigoted. Right? That's our, that's our out, man. That's how we get out of this. We say you can't have facial recognition cameras misgendering people. <laughs> right? Game over. Oh, you're right. Shit. Okay. Sorry then. Guess we can't do it. We don't want to incorrectly profile people. Looks like we have a man breaking into the food and drink stall there. Is it a man? I don't know. That's what the computer says. Ooh. 
Just just wipe the disc, Tommy. Yeah, really? But he's breaking it. We don't know if it's a he or not. Just wipe the disc. You want to keep this job, right? Leaving privacy laws on a limb. There are so many exceptions and exemptions where you think you might be protected. Right. But in fact, a company or a government agency yep. can basically do what they want. Earlier, yeah. the- and, uh, We know. We're, we're, we're now just handing over all our shit to them. <laughs> In the name of privacy, in the na- in the name of safety, we're now handing it over to the banks and not letting us know what bank it's going to. This year, Kmart was caught trialling the tech at some of its stores, caught. the Good Guys and Bunnings <laughs> as well. All said they were using it to flag customers with a history of shoplifting or <sighs> abuse. All have since stopped. <sighs> Sound, does this sound eerily familiar to anybody at all? Huh? Does this sound familiar to you? It, it probably should. Hmm. Ten internets to anybody who can tell me in which country have we spoken about on this show for over the last two or three years, <laughs> maybe even longer, four or five, in which nation have they been using facial recognition software and cameras in all aspects of, you know, government buildings, private buildings on the street everywhere constantly, constantly watching people and tracking for, you know, potential miscreants in society. What, what can anybody answer that question? Wow. It's so random. So random. Foggy wins 10 internets, ladies and gentlemen. So random. So weird. So weird that we would end up here doing the same stuff, isn't it? So look at this. You can see all of the locations that it's been. You can see where people, um, where people live, where people work. It's sort of a mass surveillance program on a budget. Uh-huh. Fog Reveal is a powerful but relatively inexpensive cell phone tracking tool that's been used by about two dozen law enforcement agencies. And in some cases, they've used it to track people without The Fourth Amendment is supposed to protect us from being spied on by the government. It's supposed to mean that the government can't go into your phone and take out intimate data. Listen listen to this guy talking about what the amendments are supposed to do. Isn't he adorable? (laughs) Isn't he cute? That ain't gonna happen here. We got the Fourth Amendment. Okay. Hey. It'll never happen here. ...about your life uh, without legal process. Uh-huh. In 400 feet, turn right on Florence Street. Uh-huh. All mobile devices have an advertising identification number, a unique code that allows companies to push uh, that, ads to consumers. That ID number will ping periodically, and it gives off... Uh, the number, the time, and the location um, in that ping. <laughs> Investigators can enter a crime scene's coordinates into a fog system and it will kick out a list of device IDs that have been in Ideally, the area. Ideally, uh, police officers would um, kind of identify a uh, potential suspect and get a warrant for um, more surveillance on that individual. We don't need warrants when we have surveillance, right? Yeah? Are you with me? Because if we can just suck up 
the all the data and everything we know about the person about every single person in the area when a crime was committed. Hey, we might catch a few along the way too. We might catch a few. We might catch a few who have nothing to do with the crime at all, but uh, you know they've done other stuff. Wouldn't that be handy? Why don't we just constantly scan for everybody? How about that? Exactly. They're here to help you. We're helping. We're protecting you. Thank you for keeping me safe. This program is kind of designed to develop suspects who the police aren't aware of or don't know about. Ah, yeah. Good. <laughs> this is always the... <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, the statement is... In a written response to the Associated Press, Fogg said it cannot disclose information about its customers. <laughs> there seems to be this trend where the customer's information is freely exchanged between companies and government agencies and law enforcement agencies and whatnot, yet the the customer's the customer's data is not freely shared with the customer. <laughs> No, no, we're taking it, but we can't tell you what we're doing with it. <laughs> but trust me, it's to keep you safe. Oh, good. Thank God for that. Of course, we have never seen anything like this before. This kind of thing has never actually happened before. Never, ever, ever, ever. Sorry, there's the other screen there. Had on the wrong screen. He said it does not access or have anything to do. Okay, the great stuff. And then it goes here during the day. Fog is taking the most intimate data about where we go um, and what we do yep. and set, putting it up for sale to state and local police. <laughs> <laughs> and the land of the free Thank God you've still got your guns, eh? Don't worry. They'll be around soon to they'll be around soon to pick them up by the sounds of it. <laughs> so there you have it. It'll never happen here. Of course, of course, if you were to make comparisons to some other kind of nation state or civilization, then those comparisons would be racist, obviously. But just in case, here's this. The U family embraces all the latest tech. Okay. The world's evolving, yep. and Father Chen Wei believes it's best to keep up. Right. Wow. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to be a bit tech savvy. The Chinese version of TikTok is yeah. a favorite source of entertainment for 10-year-old Man Fei and her parents. Right. Okay. Chinese videos of friends. That was just a friend's young daughter, for example. They film cute videos of their children and right. upload them. Right. It gives us things to talk about. Must be fuck all going on in China. Hello, Wong. Hello, Chan. So, did you read the latest government report about surveillance? <sighs> yep. Great. Hey, I took a video of my kid. Oh, thank God. Now we have something to talk about. Manfei is content using the tiny screen on her smartwatch. Many of her classmates have such devices rather than smartphones. Yeah. They also have devices over there where 
the teacher can monitor the attention level of the student with a little halo that sits on their heads. Remember, we've watched that video. Little halo that sits on their heads and reads their brainwaves while they're in school. And while they're paying attention to their schoolwork, it's green. And when they stop paying attention, it turns red. So the teacher can see on their little forehead that they're thinking about, you know, the girl sitting next to them or going and playing outside. It turns red and the teacher can say, oh, little, little Chan, you're not paying attention. Got to get it back to green again. Horrific, horrifying stuff. As a father. As a father. (laughs) As a father, I'm horrified that they aren't giving the kids electric shocks when they stop paying attention. As a father, I want my daughter growing up to be diverse, tolerant, having men in the changing rooms, not knowing what gender she is because she played with the Barbies and getting electroshocked when she stops playing attention at school. So she can grow up to be a good little comrade. She can use her watch to make phone calls and even purchases. Wow, that's when my parents aren't around and I can't remember the homework, I can double check what was said in our class chat. I can also post what I do day to day in the chat and take pictures. What is your name? My name is Mifi. Like many other children in middle to upper class families, Man Fei takes private English lessons. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, they were conducted online. Meanwhile, mother Shen Chiong takes care of the weekend shopping and the electricity bill, all on her smartphone. Oh, it's all very convenient, isn't it? The family lives so in Hangzhou. So good. There can only be good things coming from this. The city has grown rapidly into a high-tech metropolis. Okay. It's now home to 10 million people. Jesus Christ. The Yu family's car is also equipped with the latest technology. Okay. They drive an electric vehicle from yep. Chinese manufacturer Neo. Yep. It too has internet. Okay. Hi, Nomi. Hey, Nomi. Play a song. It's creepy, man. It is creepy, creepy stuff to be, anyway. This is super creepy shit. This is dystopian to me. The fact that it's a little smiley face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all so nice and cuddly and warm, and it's got a big bow around it. It's so wonderful. The family passes by countless cameras on their drive through the city. Yes, they do. Why would that be the case? Does that ever make Yu Chunwei uneasy? No. No. On the contrary, I feel a sense of security. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Aww. Me too, bro. The more people are watching me, the safer I feel. <laughs> right? The more cameras, the more agencies, the more surveillance, the safer you are. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. The problem isn't that data exists. Yeah. The question is what's done with it. Yeah, but hey, more cameras, I mean. <laughs> 
so he even knows what the problem is. <laughs> the government is very strict with our data, as far as I know. Oh. <laughs> The government just does the right thing. They would they would never. They're very strict with their rules. Ah, I see. They're not only strict with that, they're strict with everything. But anyway. I trust them. I'm just gonna let that soak in for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the mindset of the future world order. It doesn't matter what the government does with my data. You know, I trust them. Okay. If you do, if you do, then good luck to you. You know, I'm almost jealous of you. I wish, I wish it could be that easy. <laughs> I really do. I really wish I could just sit here and go, no, nah, I trust them. I wish that could happen. Data exists. The question is, what's done with it? Yeah. But I trust the government them. is very strict with our data. <laughs> Foggy, they'd never lie to me, Winston. <laughs> as far as I know, <laughs> I trust them. Trust them, yeah. A couple hours' drive away is Shanghai, Shanghai. home to 24 million residents. Yep. It's, uh, it's a big Each one. Each city district has a data hub where all the information is collected. <laughs> Authorities call it the brain. <laughs> Every little thing is going to be all right. I feel so much safer knowing that the government is now setting up these little kind of little like little forts, like little data fortifications around the place. They call it the brain. <laughs> foreign media are seldom allowed access. And I wonder why. Employees in this district alone. Foreign media are seldom allowed access. No. <laughs> they have access to 290,000 cameras, and in some cases, they can control them directly. Uh -huh. Algorithms help staff sort through the material. Right. This monitor maps all construction sites, mm -hmm. and the red dots flag irregularities. Right. Irregularities. In one instance, the AI detects a construction worker not wearing a safety helmet. Oh, you were thinking you were thinking that, you know, they'll catch rapists and murderers and stuff. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. No, no. We found a guy on a construction site not wearing a helmet. Oh, yeah. That's the level of surveillance we're talking about. That level. I've pontificated on many things throughout the years, right? Uh, when I was driving for a living, they just before I, I don't do it anymore, but just after I left, they started bringing in, and anybody who's done you know any kind of trucking work or whatever will know this to be true. They started bringing in this little camera that they sit on the windshield, 
and it watches the driver's eyes, right? And if you take your eye off the road for more than a few seconds, an alarm goes off. (laughs) Pay attention. (laughs) So the camera is now forcing you to stare ahead. And, you know, it, it creates a little log and it'll log all the times that you took your eyes off the road. Send it directly to directly to head office, right? That's nothing. That is nothing. Constant surveillance all the time for everything you do. Shang Dun Dun co-developed the system. Here is your evil Tony Stark. It took less than a year to get the first version up and running. Mm-hmm. Now she can monitor every resident from this office. Every resident, all the time. We've mapped the residential buildings in the district, mm-hmm. which ones are occupied, yep. where there are vacancies, yes. where elderly people are living alone, where care or help is needed. It's all stored in our system uh-huh. and can be called up in real time. They're very proud of it. Even those who do not dispose of their trash properly are recorded. <laughs> Residents who aren't following the rules are captured on camera from three different angles. Gotta follow the rules. Gotta follow the rules or someone will be around to scoop you up. The so-called brain acts swiftly. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an illegally parked car or yep. unsolicited advertising, offences can be handled by patrol officers who are connected to the control centre via a mobile app. So they have a, you know, a rolling band of police officers who just respond to these things, you know, seconds later. You park in the wrong place, the AI will pick it up, the brain will pick it up, it will data, it will... Um, you know, it'll it'll siphon out the data and then bang, it pops up on the on the police officer's phone. Go and pick up this individual immediately. He's not wearing a hard hat on the building site. You can just get around and write your fines. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Karen sent me flaccid. Or if you didn't take your cart back. Hmm? Yes, we will be rolling this out in the Great Kingdom of Boogie Stan just for the shopping carts, though. As soon as the squads and volunteers in residential districts spot an issue, they can report it and upload footage. They take a photo, report the issue, and then our system automatically decides which department to forward the matter to. The system decides the now who arrests you. The Shanghai's Pudong district is just one component to the overarching surveillance plan the Chinese government is pushing across the country. Tell me more. What? A, this is good. We need to watch this because this is like looking into our future. So it's important. The goal is to have complete coverage in all major public places, yes. such as train stations, obviously, street intersections, yep. and parks. Yep. Which will make everybody safer, obviously. China's state media boasts that police can identify every single person on the street in just one second. 
That's what I'm saying. You don't. Why would you need warrants? What what good is a warrant? You don't need it. You just watch everybody all the time. If you watch every single person all the time, you'll never have to require another warrant because you'll catch them in the act. It makes it makes sense to a totalitarian. It makes sense to somebody with a really hard authoritative boner, you know what I mean? A real authoritarian streak. And I mean a real one, not the not the pantomime, pantomime make-believe one that corporate media talks about everyone being a fascist. No, I mean actual fascists. They usually wear suits and ties. That's how you can pick them out. They wear suits and ties and they have drivers and bulletproof windows. They're the fascists. It makes perfect sense to them. Hey, if we just watch everybody all the time, we'll never need another warrant application. <laughs> we'll just get them all when it's when they do it. I've said for years that the most likely future, you know, dystopia movie that we have is not The Matrix, it's Demolition Man. Murder, death, kill. Berlin, researcher Mareike Ulberg is keeping a close eye on China's rapidly growing security apparatus. Is she really? Ulberg herself cannot yeah. enter China anymore ah. because her research is a thorn in the side of authorities there. Right, okay. She knows all about surveillance centers like mm. the one in Shanghai. Yeah. For years, she's collected Chinese data that's available online, for instance, from public tenders. Okay. We've downloaded several million data sets. Some have very detailed appendices where really different surveillance schemes are explained in great depth. Oh, yes, please. Tell me, what's For the plan? Instance, what type of camera to install over which building entrance? Okay. The data sets also make clear why Chinese authorities are monitoring their citizens in the first place. Why are they? Safety. It's beautifully described that essentially people and human interaction are the source of any social conflict. And social conflict is ultimately what could cause difficulties for the government if they can't provide social stability. You know what? We, we can't win. We can't win. We can't win. Because the only way the only way that we can beat this is by fully embracing our freedom and free speech, right? We have to be the opposite of this level of surveillance. And we have to take the opposite you know, because we'll 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 fight to the death to protect the fact that we're not being watched. But we no longer, as a society and as a civilization, we no longer want that. We actually want this. We want the protection. We want to feel safe now i mean you know you you know you and i both know that it's not true for everybody but it's true for enough of people to, and the corporate media and politicians to just move ahead with it whether we like it or not so that attitude that rebellious attitude that attitude of freedom at all costs no longer exists for us now we're we're sidling up next to mummy and daddy government and asking them to wrap the safety blanket around us next right We've already given up those ideals. Look at the kids now. I mean, we want to ban stuff so we feel we feel safe. We want more cameras so we can feel safer about it. Protect me harder. You know the meme? Protect me harder, Daddy. We're halfway there mentally. 
That's all to say, if you can monitor human activity with cameras, with surveillance, mm-hmm. then you can also promptly detect and diffuse any conflict and Before essentially have peace again. Yeah. For instance, what time... Hear that one more time. It's beautifully described that essentially people and human interaction are the source of any social conflict. <laughs> human, human are the so- humans are the source of every social conflict. Therefore, humans are the problem. That's the mindset. And again, if you are somebody with an authoritarian streak, that makes total sense to you. That makes logical sense. Hydra was right all along. Freedom is too much for us to handle. We need to expunge it from the world. And then people will be peace. They'll they'll have peace. They'll be happy because they'll no longer be free. And social conflict is ultimately what could cause difficulties for the government if they can't provide social stability. That's all to say, if you can monitor human activity with cameras, with surveillance, then you can also promptly detect and diffuse any conflict and essentially have peace again. (laughs) In Shanghai, there's big money in data collection. Don't say anything controversial. Don't go out on a limb. Don't stand out. Don't speak your mind. Just subscribe to these pre-wrapped opinions first. Just sign off on this. Like the right things on Facebook. Spread the right hashtag. Change your profile post. Download the stuff on your phone. Download it on your watch. Do what you're told. Trust the government. Nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. Peace and calm. Calm and peace. Ah. Ah. No more worrying about freedom because you won't have any. <laughs> Peace and calm. Take your vaccine, take your drug, take your soma, <laughs> and just embrace the peace and the calm. The government will tell you what to do, where to work, what you can and can't do. And if anybody should step out of line, don't worry. We're going to scoop them up within minutes. We're going to be right there. We're going to fix it up for you. You won't even notice them. Peace and calm. Peace and calm. All your information will come through us. We will decide what's good for you and what's bad for you. You don't even have to think for yourself anymore. Just get up, go to work, do what you need to do to keep our civilization going, and we will keep you safe. And that means you will have peace and calm. Ah, peace and calm. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the fuck out of here, shall we? Uh, Thank you for joining us. It was good to be back. As a father, I can say that. (laughs) Till next week, I'll be on the starting block. It was really good to be back and see all you guys again. It has been a few months. So don't forget to follow all of our friends. You know who they are. Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Bye-bye. Big Daddy. (laughs) Thank you. See you later.